Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard Creative Team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Okay, our guests today are designers Janie Jones and Elizabeth Miles of Birmingham-based design firm Hunley Hilton Interiors. Janie and Elizabeth inject a dose of personality and energy into every space they design. Their spaces use color, shape, and unexpected details to create rooms that blend traditional and modern elements. Their work has been featured in Veranda, Lux Magazine, Business of Home, and Southern Living. Janie Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. And we're lucky today that we get to record in person, which I think is so great. Okay, we're going to talk about traditional design for today because I love that about your work. You have so many traditional elements, a chintz, a, you know, roll arm sofa, that kind of thing. But then there's also these very unexpected shapes, patterns, colors, and it just makes for such a surprising, I think, uh, room, but it still feels like comfortable and familiar, but, you know, different and, and fresh. Um, so before we get into that, I wanted y'all to tell everybody, all of our listeners, about how you met, because I neither of you are from Birmingham. How did you meet? How did you get into design? And then eventually, how did you decide to go into business together? Well, I'll start with how we met. So because this was kind of fun. Um, Janie was sort of magnetic and had this <laughs> big, fun personality. And I met her in D.C. We both lived in Washington, D.C. in our early 20s, um, right out of college. So when I first met Janie, I was immediately drawn to her. She was this like bold, <laughs> fun, this wild, This feels like a blonde. love relationship start story. I love this. <laughs> I know it does, doesn't it? Quickly um, turned old marriage. Just <laughs> See, it is. <laughs> old married couple. <laughs> Very true. But um, we do. We bicker like an old married couple or like sisters. But then we laugh like sisters too we have a lot of fun together um but so Janie and I when we met in DC um like I said we were I was immediately drawn to Janie how did you feel absolutely (laughs) same thing gorgeous beautiful inside and out and just had this style that was impeccable always dressed to the nines oh thanks um so anyway we um we became friends in DC I actually had a, a former career in um the executive search business and i was i did that for seven years in dc and then um, i worked remotely after dc for a little while as well and i tried to hire Janie. <laughs> she came in for an interview she and didn't pay me enough <laughs> <laughs> i thought i had her sold but she she turned me down <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> was that even a fit like actually or are you literally just like i want you to come play with me all day well, I wanted her to come play with me all day, but I clearly couldn't pay her enough. <laughs> no, well, I was working on the Hill at the time and I went to Swanee. So I had a liberal arts degree. I didn't know that. Yes. I went to Swanee. Yes. Are you yes. serious? Yes. Caroline? Oh, my yes. okay, well, we'll have to. Okay. When did you graduate? 2009. Okay, it was 2005. I just missed you. We have lots of people. Yes, that's Um, so weird. So I went to Swanee and I had a liberal arts degree and I was a history major. So I've always loved history and tradition. And 
moved to DC and worked on the Hill for a little while and decided I needed to do something else. Um, ended up going into marketing at a law firm, which was fun. And I did events and that was great. And I met, had met Elizabeth along the way. Um, and like she was saying, I was immediately drawn to her as well. She has this great laugh and amazing personality and a wonderful style. And we ended up back in Birmingham kind of around the same time, which was fun. And while we had each had our separate careers, we were looking to do something else creative. And again, we were drawn to each other and mm -hmm. each other's style and personalities. And it just really happened. I guess I would say just kind of organically, we would help other other people would ask us to help them with their homes. And we just thought, let's, let's just try this. Let's go into a business. And we did. And <laughs> the first couple of years were major learning curves. When was that? And Gosh. That was October of 2016. So it's been almost seven years, or I guess, what, is it October yet? Almost seven years. So we'll be ringing in our seven year anniversary when this, this uh, is broadcast. So my start was actually a little different. I what I was really, I always wanted to be an artist and um, I really wanted to go to art school, but my parents said, no, you need to get a liberal arts education. So I went to um, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill and studied graphic design there. And it was through the journalism department. So I learned a little bit of that, a little bit of graphic design. And I also studied art there. And I always had a passion for it. Um, I think Janie and I are both really inspired by our mothers. Mm -hmm. And um, my mother went back to school and studied interior design, but she's not a practicing interior designer. Um, Janie's mom always kind of I don't know, you tell about. She's just a creative. She always did our home and she was always taking me to different antique stores and different fabric stores and, you know, really just adding her own wallpaper here or there. And she really should have gone into interior design. And she always asked me, wait, will you help me? And I say, mom, you have the most amazing style. Yeah. You are the one that taught me. Yeah. And um, she really is. She's just such a bright light. And I think she brings joy into every home. She loved, she's always buying and selling homes. She loves homes. And I think that's one thing that we do try to translate into all the homes that we do is to bring joy into the home and to bring something that's different and something that is our client. We like to bring our own personalities and style into that home. But I think that's really important for us is finding that joy um, and that style that is our client's own and bringing that out of them and pushing them to do something that they may not do. Okay, where I, I've been meaning to ask, where did the name Hunley Hilton come from? Because it's neither of your names. <laughs> Great question. Great question. <laughs> a lot of times we say, we get, hi, Miss Hunley, or hi, Miss Hilton. <laughs> we do. Um, so I think one thing kind of going to us being really inspired by our mothers and, um, and being Southern and, um, mm -hmm. and loving classic interiors, I think we also are so inspired by our heritage and our Southern roots and our families and the women and that have come before us. So we're both named for our great grandmothers. And so the name <laughs> Hunley Hilton came from our great grandmother's maiden names who we are both named for. 
So Very really cool. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. It sounds great together too. I know. But I was like, wait, <laughs> I expected to see like a last name in there, but it sounded know. better than Miles Jones. <laughs> which, which sure sounds like a law firm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That totally yeah, does. Totally or like an account. And yes. it goes again with your stylistic and even the theme of this episode, you know, just speaking to tradition. So that's really, really sweet. I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how would you say, how would you describe your style? Because I felt like it was very energetic and blended a lot of traditional and and modern together, what would you say? I would say that we do. We like to blend a lot of tradition, a lot of modern. I would say when we came into the this business, I mostly had eyes for traditional. I love chintzes. I love, you know, really anything floral. It speaks to me. Um, and Elizabeth had this amazing eye for different lines and mid-century and introduce me to that, which I have really taken on and just love it. And you can see the influences in my own home um, with the mid-century lines and mixing the two. And I do think that's something that we do well is we mix both and it still seems timeless and it works well together and it's different. And then I think we add some color in there and that makes it all the more unique. Yeah, I think so too. I think our bio says something along the lines of playful yet livable interiors. And I think we do add like a whimsical, sort of playful, casual elegance to a space Mm -hmm. um, and keeping it livable. We have children and, Mm -hmm. you know, we might use a beautiful fabric, but we always recommend having it fabric sealed and Mm -hmm. sprayed and, um, and we might put it all over a sofa, but we still want your kids to climb on it. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of Southern living as well is like, make it beautiful, but it's not untouchable. Mm-hmm. That was one of the questions I had about traditional design for today, because, you know, I think when many people think of traditional design, there's a certain, you know, like maybe standoffishness a little bit, like it's a little bit formal, yeah. but today everyone lives very casually. So how do you use elements that evoke that more formal flair but in a way that makes people comfortable enough to really you know be relaxed and lounge and entertain in those spaces i do feel like everyone does live comfortably but i feel like there is this sense that we want to go back a little bit to the entertaining to having the separate rooms versus Mm -hmm. the one big space where everyone lives i love the idea of having a dining room that's separate from your kitchen that you use for entertaining or even a formal living room where you plan to have your guest and the kids can come in and out. And I think it's just important that you do have a space that's unique and that is kind of defined for a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more special. I agree. I think um, one way that we can kind of bring down that sort of stuffiness mm-hmm. Um, is we'll bring in elements that do feel lighter Mm -hmm. and make people feel more at home. We layer, and I think that makes people feel more comfortable. It doesn't feel so, like, stark and stale. And and that, I think, helps in that we love bringing in a lot of styling layers. And we like mixing patterns, and I just feel like when someone comes in and there's a lot of layering in there. It just feels more homey. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we try to do to make it feel more approachable. 
I think also something that we do well is using old and new. And by old, it doesn't have to be an extremely fine antique. It doesn't have to cost a fortune. It can be something that was your grandmother's or your mom's or something that's really special to you. And we can bring it to life with a new fabric or if it's a lamp, adding a custom lampshade. I think bringing in those old pieces are so grounding and also they're different. They're so unique. We love using new furniture. We're always looking to Ballard to (laughs) other different lines to see what we can bring in. But I do think it's special and really sets a home apart to have older pieces that you find, whether it's at an estate sale or it's just something that you've gotten from a family member that is special to you. Mm -hmm. And how are you mixing those in with um, newer silhouettes to these traditional pieces? Well, I think what we were saying is adding a new fabric to it. Well, a lot of times we'll take an old chair and mm-hmm. add a chintz to it. And it can even just be a corner chair. And it just gives the room a whole new life. Mm-hmm. We always like to have a grounding fabric or a grounding piece of furniture, whether that is an old chest in a room. And so I think whether you accessorize the old chest um, or put a more modern piece of artwork over it, that's important. I think that brings new life to it. Yeah. And I think also balance, like you want to have a beautiful old piece in there, but then you want something fun and like a mid-century coffee table or just Mm -hmm. something, a a mix that makes it all work together. Mm -hmm. You don't need all new things. You don't need all old things, Mm -hmm. but the mix makes it fun. And that's why we love mixing all the different Mm -hmm. periods and all the different styles. That makes sense. It's like you're you're not treating that and sorry that antique or old piece too preciously when you're putting it with something that you know that you ordered online or that mm-hmm. you is just more modern. It's sort of like you're dressing it more. Ca- it's like wearing um you know like a sneakers with a dress. Mm-hmm. It just exactly. sort of like makes it feel less precious. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We love doing that. Uh, We do. I think we do talk a lot about style and fashion. And I do think it's important to understand a client's own style or fashion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that's important when people are deciding whether they want to hire an interior decorator or not. I do think that Elizabeth and I are great. I'm so thankful for Elizabeth. I can hardly get dressed in the morning now without her because (laughs) she helps, I feel like, push me in a way where I may not do something like that. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, you need that belt and add those earrings. And so I think she'll, I'm like, is this too much? And she'll say yes or no. And I do think that with interior design, it's also so helpful to have someone pushing you and bringing out those style elements that you may not feel comfortable doing yourself or that is, you know, deep down inside of you. And I think That is one thing that I love so much about interior design is that it gives you the opportunity to be free and to push the boundaries. Yet it's wonderful having a partner because they can tell you, no, that's too much or (laughs) no, you haven't gone far enough. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's important to hire an interior designer. I know. I think having a partner does make me as a designer so much more confident in my decisions Mm -hmm. because I have a check and balance Mm -hmm. right here next to me. So. I always know that if I've gone too far or if I've done something that just really doesn't work, she's going to say something. And likewise, and we, I can't hide 
the expression. Yeah. Of my <laughs> <laughs> Last night we were getting ready and Janie was like, you don't like my outfit. <laughs> she said, no, I don't. But oh I my gosh. I put on a jacket and I did. And then she looked amazing. So we really, you know, it's so that example was fresh. Yeah, yeah. Really fresh. Really I was fresh. about to ask if you Still ever hurting. disagree. So yeah. we absolutely do. But again, we are like an old married couple and we always work through it. And I think that was one thing learning ourselves really and our own sense of style coming i mean the first couple of years of our business we would show clients maybe four or five designs because we couldn't decide and then we got to the point where okay this is just too much we yeah. have to completely mm-hmm. agree on we we still we love it's just so fun once you get to know a client to mm-hmm. bring out their sense of style but so we usually show two possibly three and we have to love every single piece in that room Mm-hmm. so both so that's yes both of you do yes. yes yes we do everything together which i know is different from some people but i feel like if you're using hunley hilton you want the best of both of us and mm-hmm. she's my other half so <laughs> but yes we do disagree but we always work through it and um come to a conclusion and it's always mm-hmm. better for our design is always better for what we've worked through it, it's you know there are in infinite possibilities in a room so i suppose if you don't both agree like there are lots of other options Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there's gonna be one that you both like so there is yes yes and sometimes that's a push and pull or we'll you know say okay i need to explain my argument here on why Mm -hmm. i think this would work better in this room Mm -hmm. and why we need to do it this way and and she'll do the same sometimes and a lot of times we do just have to take a step back and think okay you're right actually we yeah. do need to bring a game table into this room because mm-hmm. that will lighten up the room and it'll make it feel fun. Or we do mm-hmm. need to lay it out this way instead of what just naturally would come to your head when you start thinking mm-hmm. about it. So it's definitely really fun to have a partner and that you have someone to bounce those ideas off of. And mm-hmm. then it makes us force ourselves to be more creative as we do it. Yeah. I think one thing that's fun also is Elizabeth and I are not afraid of color. We love color. What's interesting too is Elizabeth and I see color through different lenses. A lot of times I'll say, I love that green color. And she'll say, that's blue. (laughs) No, that's green. (laughs) Really true. But I do feel like we have a really good sense of color in in the way that we pull it together and it's different and it's unique, but it still feels calming and traditional. I feel like mm-hmm. color can go wrong very easily. And so that is one place that we really work hard to make sure that we get that color just right. Okay, that was gonna be a question of mine because yeah. I love your color palettes. Um, one thing I loved about your spaces is that, you know, I think sometimes um, in, really colorful rooms there's always a very sort of um firm color palette you're like oh okay this is a blue and green room and basically everything is in that you know vein and i think that totally makes sense especially if you're you know starting Mm -hmm. out and you're doing it for yourself it's you're like okay these are my boundaries right Mm -hmm. but your rooms don't feel formulaic at all and i sometimes was like oh i'm surprised by that color pattern because it's unexpected and anyway your your color palettes just feel not formulaic i don't know how to word this <laughs> and so i'm curious how you build them how do you know when to add more you know variety and keep it cohesive so i think this is one of those things where 
I'm such a rule follower and (laughs) it's where it's so good that neither of us have formal training in interior design, because if I knew too many rules, I think Mm -hmm. I would be, have a much harder time breaking them, but I don't know enough of the rules. And so it makes me more dangerous and more willing to to make bold color decisions that maybe aren't in the rule book. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think Janie really pushes me too, because sometimes I do like, and sometimes we both like a room that's really falls all in one color palette or, Mm -hmm. you know, is more streamlined, but then Janie's always like, but Elizabeth, we need to bring some yellow in here or mm-hmm. Elizabeth, we need that peach, that pop of peach in here. And so I think it's, she pushes me a lot too. And I think we inspire each other with the color. Um, but Janie, what do you think? Well, I do love this question. Elizabeth is very much a rule follower and I am a feeler. I have always been a feeler. Even on the way here, we were talking about directions and I can go somewhere and get anywhere. But if you tell just through location or just through place. If I see, oh, I've seen that building before. Mm -hmm. But if you told me something, it would go in one ear and out the other. But for me, (laughs) interior design is all about how does it feel? Does that feel right? Does that feel, Mm -hmm. what does it feel like we need? And not having any of that formal training, I do think that I can rely a lot more on my feelings. And again, having Elizabeth as a partner, I can be pushed one way or pull back another way. But when I look at a space or I look at a scheme that we've put together, I think a lot, what does it feel like it needs? What is that one thing that it's missing? We do love adding florals and florals together that Mm -hmm. it's okay to do that. You don't have to just have one floral pattern in a room. It's okay to mix and match. And I think that is what's special about Hunley Hilton. Yeah, the pattern and the color. I Mm -hmm. think we love just layering and pulling in unique colors and patterns and mixing it all in a way. And I think going back to that, it's not just how we feel. It's how does the client feel? Because we've had clients that just recently here in Atlanta, they're in a home. They may not be there forever. They wanted to be pushed. They wanted to go all out go as much color as possible. And then we have another client back in Birmingham right now who we're working with who this is their home for a long time and they want to use color and they want to use um, traditional fabrics, but in more of a, I don't know. What, Slightly how is quieter and more Slightly refined. Slightly quieter, yes. But, but still wanted to be pushed. Wanted to be pushed, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so what makes you, especially, you know, because I can understand if you're in the actual room and you've got it, done i can understand going in and saying oh okay this is missing something we need xyz but how do you look at a scheme a two-dimensional plan and say oh this needs yellow i mean what is it that like prompts that that feeling the colors and the patterns and the way it's laid out in the room you can just it's something you you can just visualize it Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i think like i'm so right-brained because i'm i'm a lefty I'm an artist. And so I think like for me, like I watch it in my head all Mm -hmm. come up in 3D. And I do think like Janie is really quick and processes things really fast. And it is because she says, like she says, she just has a feeling about it. For me, like I have to sit there and like close my eyes and visualize (laughs) and then look at everything and like kind of 
watch it all come together. And so it takes me a minute longer as Jane <laughs> yes. is. And then I'm like, okay, I like it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is funny. So when we pull fabrics, I'm immediately like, these these are the ones. They go together. They're great. I just have this feeling I see something and I love it. And Elizabeth does take a little bit longer to process that. And again, that's something that we've learned over just because she doesn't respond immediately. And <laughs> also, I will appre- I, I appreciate it so much about Elizabeth because it has made me, it's enhanced my design because I've slowed down. And mm. I would say that was maybe one thing where I would jump in my own home immediately. And now I really stop and think and sit on it a little bit longer. And she really looks at every single detail and brings in the small things that I may need to think about that I'm quick to rush. And so I think Mm -hmm. that that's helpful to have that ease of going a little bit slower and thinking about all the different elements and the details. And I do think that's one thing that we love to add is the trims and the different mm-hmm. fringes and the cornices and the you know all the things that make a space a little bit more unique yeah and brag back on jamie on that i feel like i would never come to any decisions for clients because <laughs> i do process so slowly and i'm I think we operate on different planes in terms of Janie wakes up in the morning and she's ready to go. And I'm very slow to start processing (laughs) in the morning. And then by nighttime, I'm texting her saying, oh, I think we should do this. I've decided I agree on this. And I think we should do this instead. (laughs) She's in bed. Her phone is silent. She wakes up to your 30 texts. But she does. She does. But I think it's so good, too, because she does push me forward to go ahead and make decisions and and jump into the bold decisions and not hold back. Okay, I want to get back to color because I have a question about, well, okay. Color, I think sometimes is very like of the moment, you know, and it mm-hmm. has, you know, if you think of like a 70s or an 80s room, like you can imagine exactly those colors and those shades of pink or blue or whatever. How do you build a color palette for your clients in a way that is going to be timeless? Or is that something that you're not really worried about? I think we're always worried about it being timeless. I think that's so important. And I think while we talk a lot about fashion, fashion comes and goes. Buying fabrics for an entire room and designing a whole room is a lot different than buying that outfit that Mm -hmm. is of the moment. Mm -hmm. So I think making sure that each of our spaces that we design are timeless is so important. And I think that that's one thing that's great to use older pieces and newer pieces. So it's not just of the moment or just Mm -hmm. of a certain time. And I think adding the chintzes to a modern sofa is a great way to keep it relevant and then also keeping it lasting. Mm -hmm. And I think your colors, we love to use. We always love Pharaoh and Ball. We always love Benjamin Moore historical colors. Um, Those are always have a, while they have, a boldness and a brightness they are calming as well Mm -hmm. yeah and i do think trends come and go color trends fashion trends for sure and there will always be a color that people are really into at a certain time people had a yellow moment we had a client who had a big purple moment and so i think you know maybe everyone did i don't know but we were we were in it with her but um but i think it's really about adding the other elements, like Janie said, that make it timeless, no matter Mm -hmm. what color you go with. And I think if you find 
like Barrow and Ball, those colors that have just that little bit of depth. grit and depth and muddiness, sometimes mm-hmm. we call it, um, for lack of a better word, that just mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. them more timeless. They're not, they don't feel so trendy and um, yeah. and current. They feel lasting Mm -hmm. there needs to be a better word for muddiness because i I agree it's like the only word that works but it's so off-putting of a word it sounds dirty and gross but it's Mm -hmm. that age about it that makes it i don't know like timeless i guess yeah it is someone come up with a better word (laughs) for for pink color (laughs) now how do you uh, of same topic and thinking through the actual patterns as well and trying to pick these patterns uh, again because Drake all this again is a big financial you know so how do we pick the fabrics to last or how do you guys put together those I think again with the fabrics the mix makes mm-hmm. it more timeless mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I think if you bring in I know florals probably weren't on everybody's hit list ten years ago but they mm-hmm. were. 30 years ago mm-hmm. and you know now mm-hmm. it is on a lot of people's list of fabrics that they'd like to have in their home but i think to keep it timeless you bring in some other things mm-hmm. and maybe somebody wants to replace a pillow with something that's more current but you can there's something there are all these different elements in your space mm-hmm. that some of them are gonna resonate mm-hmm. and withstand the test of time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to a lot about when we pull different fabrics and when we scheme together. And if you come into our office and we are scheming, it is, there's no place to sit. There is, every table is taken up. Every floor space is taken up. We're really pulling out all of our different fabrics and we're trying them all. We are like, does this work with this? Does this not? What is going to speak to what's going to talk with one another you know there is adding that floral with that geometric pattern and that mm-hmm. animal print in there but then also again keeping those grounding those solids those textures with the mohairs the velvets um that all helps keep it timeless mm-hmm. and keep it lasting and durable yeah and i think working with your architect or the mm-hmm. architecture or history of your home too mm-hmm. helps mm-hmm. um we have been lucky to work with so many great architects and i do feel like they have always been very good about keeping the the sense of if it's a renovation the mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. um historic relevance of the home and and because we've learned from them as well we love mm-hmm. taking those cues and really trying to bring that in as well and if a client loves traditional and they live in a mid-century ranch home mm-hmm. we'll bring in those elements but also mix in some things that are more relevant to their actual home um you know we can bring in the traditional but also be sure that we're giving a nod to the home as well yeah you know that's something we always hear from architects but i do think that it's maybe feels hard for someone doing it themselves because they're like, well, you know, I may not be in this house forever. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Sometimes you end up in a home that you're not necessarily in love with from the get go. And it's like, do I get something that reflects this house that the style is maybe not your, you know, what you had in mind or something? 
Mm-hmm. And I think creating that space within your home, whether you love the style of your home or not, creating that style within that space that you love because your home is mm. where you are and it is where you are every single day. And I think it's important to also, life is short, to have your friends over, to not be afraid to entertain, to if your house is not perfect, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. do make your home that special place that is you and add the, if it's something small, like just adding pillows or adding those lamps. I always think it's important to do things that you love, to mm-hmm. gravitate to or purchase things that you love. And that will make it more special and that will make it you. What are some items that you almost always want to work into a home? Like something that everyone needs and you're in the Hunley Hilton, you know, style. <laughs> I see both smile at each other. <laughs> well, I think one thing for me, Janie knows I love, so I also love mid-century lines, but I also love like more historic antique lines as well. And so I love, and Taryn, you and the world of furniture design yeah. can can speak to this and understand where I'm coming from. But I just, I love beautiful lines. And one um, era or style that I'm so inspired by is Biedermeier style. I just mm-hmm. love anything Biedermeier. So if you have a beautiful chest of drawers, that's, or even if it's just a side table, just mm-hmm. something like that, that you could pull in with a beautiful wood that's old, but has this sort of new feel to it as well. Um, and I mean, I love, we always love bringing in anything, I guess, floral, obviously. Love a floral. I would also <laughs> say for me, antique lighting is so special and i really do feel like that elevates the space it makes it a lot more unique for example my dining room (laughs) chandelier (laughs) it doesn't have to be a fortune we were Mm -hmm. in palm beach on a buying trip and walked by a little shop going out of business and they had the coolest long chandelier it had been in an old hotel in palm beach it was missing all of its crystals and I loved it. And yeah. we were, had just started renovating our house. I had no idea where I was going to put it. $350. I walked <laughs> away. And it's my dining room chandelier. And it's one of my favorite pieces. And I may get the most compliments on it. I think mm-hmm. finding those special lights can change a whole room. Mm-hmm. I agree. What was the other thing? We were talking about this this morning, I feel like. can't remember. Something else we were saying needs to be a grounding thing in every room. Art. Art. That was it. I was like, what was that thing? <laughs> what was that one thing it? I wanted to circle my life around? That's a hard thing to play into design also, because I do feel like we can bring out the design, but an art is, it's a finishing layer and mm-hmm. it's also very personal. Yes. And it also can be a starting point. It can be a mm-hmm. finishing layer, but can also be a starting point yes. for a lot of clients who are collectors. And we also love helping our clients pick out art. And um, and one thing I will say with artists that is something that a lot of designers do, but I don't know that I would want to do this is give them a palette and say, do this. Mm-hmm. I feel like- You we, mean like a commission to an artist? Yeah, mm-hmm. a commission. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we just want the artists to do their thing, I think. And 
So if it's a commission piece, I think we can say this is where it's going. This is the size. This is the palette. But you do you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with with bringing in art, like I said, it could either be at the beginning and it could be a starting point or it could be that layer. But art is so personal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is so fun working with clients and their different styles and what they love. And And I think when you look around, you need to have things at that eye level. You Mm -hmm. need to have good lighting. You need to have good art. So I think those are really important things that, uh, sorry, I totally forgot about the art part. I was like, (laughs) what was it? There was something that we were saying is so important, (laughs) but it is so important. I can't believe I forgot. I also love a good rug. We have a great um, source that we use, Paige Albright in (laughs) Birmingham, Alabama. She has amazing rugs. And I think you know, just adding a beautiful Ushak runner or, you know, an entry rug can really. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a crazy antique. It can mm-hmm. be something, a new weave or mm-hmm. something, but something that has that element of like being handmade and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be in every room either. You could do it in a small entrance foyer, but it brings in that element of old. Mm-hmm whether it's old or not, and whether it's a really expensive antique rug or a new. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wanted to ask about your house, Janie, because it was in veranda, um, loved it. And I was wondering, you mentioned in the article about how much you partnered with Elizabeth to design it. I was curious if it was harder or easier than a client space, seeing it was your your own Mm -hmm. house, you know, was it Mm -hmm. was it harder to to do and and no, to take I think it was opinion. for me. It was easier because it was just something. It wasn't. It didn't happen overnight either. Mm-hmm. And I always try to remind clients that my home didn't come together overnight. It was yeah. something that I thought a lot about, and that I would go to sleep thinking, "Okay, I love this fabric. Where am I going to use it?" Yeah, um, <laughs> and or just pieces that I found along the way that you know, I've just collected or had or pieces that mm-hmm. were my grandparents or my mom's that she's passed along to me. Um, always have to get Elizabeth's final approval on absolutely everything. <laughs> and my house is constantly evolving. I think as a designer, when you're getting to see new fabric lines come out all the time, it's hard not to mm-hmm. want to add that to your house or change something up. And <laughs> it was just such a fun project to just again just go you mm-hmm. know not really mm-hmm. have to think as much and just it was it could be absolutely all my style and then but I was so influenced by Elizabeth mm-hmm. so and it, it was fun working on it with you as Janie did a lot of her own fabric selections and but we met every week for with her architect through the build process and then um in selecting it was fun for me because I could tell Janie exactly how I felt. <laughs> Sometimes with a client, you, if they say, oh, I love this, we just have to politely figure sure, out a way yeah. to push them away from something if it's not, if it doesn't oh, work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with Janie, if there was something I didn't love, I could just say it. <laughs> and I think it's also a lot of playing around that we can do as many things in CAD and we can draw it out and say, okay, this looks great on paper. But once you get it in the space, I think there's always going to be that, okay, wait, this needs to be angled. This needs to be moved. We need to add this here. I don't think a home is ever done. I think Mm -hmm. it's always 
that's what makes it so special. I go back and forth. I'm either in my home budget or my clothes budget. But right now, <laughs> I'm back in my home. But okay, tell the story about your um, the kitchen light fixture. Okay, so Christopher Spitzmiller. I do think this is one thing <laughs> that I went rogue on, and I didn't even get Elizabeth's advice. But I there were those two pendants that Christopher Spitzmiller did for visual comfort, and. They had smaller ones, but I was like, I just want something big and unique. Uh-huh. No, I she thought she was ordering the smaller ones. <laughs> oh, well, I knew there was a really small version, but I was like, no, these aren't going to be that big. And we went to our friend's house and she had just one over her dining room table. And Elizabeth said, that's the one that you got. And I said, no, no, no. I got a little bit smaller. So they came and they were huge. They were about the size of this table, two of them. <laughs> oh, and my God. They fit two of them the size of this table, about the size of this two table, of a little bit Christopher smaller. Spitzmiller did a beautiful line of lights for visual comfort for a short period of time, and now yes. he's actually restarted remaking them on his own, uh, not under visual comfort. He's, yeah, but he's he's selling them. Uh, but they're gorgeous and they're this beautiful green. They literally barely both fit over the <laughs> island, but that's one of the most unique things in a house is the fact that they're two big ones, and but they're huge, and they ended up working. <laughs> yeah, so that was really fun. Okay. Because I definitely know the picture. Like, I can picture your island because it's curved. Yes. They don't look like... They're pretty... They're very big. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I believe you, but, like, they look normal. I standing there to see if he was going to hit his head. And he he was, and he does. (laughs) But it's okay because it's beautiful. So sometimes... Form over function. Or yeah. Wait, yeah, form over function. Beauty over amazing. function. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> but he can see he can see past them, correct? Yes, he was he was very kind and he let us do a lot within the house. So he puts up with a lot of flowers and a lot of I mean a lot of things that maybe some people may not, but he respects and understands the process. So it's been it was it was a really fun project. And again, it's always changing and evolving and i do think that that's what's important it's never done and you know it you can't always wave a magic wand we try we try to make it like that as easy and seamless Mm -hmm. as possible but i think that's what Mm -hmm. makes a home special is when that client adds those different layers and a lot of times we'll go back to our clients who we've worked with and they say okay i'm ready to add this layer or Mm -hmm. i'm ready to do that wallpaper that you had originally selected for this room and that's really gratifying is yeah. it's amazing to get to design the entire room. I think that's so important is when someone is looking to buy a sofa or buy a chair. It's not just about the sofa or chair. It's about really having a plan for the entire room and then putting it all together, putting that mm-hmm. plan into motion, whether you can afford to do it all at once or piece by piece, having mm-hmm. an ultimate vision for that space is that what you would suggest to someone doing it themselves like don't buy anything until you have a plan for the whole space first we would yeah i would definitely say make a plan you might if you can't do it all at once that's okay you may change your mind through the process Mm -hmm. as you start layering but make a plan because if you don't at least start with one Mm -hmm. then yeah it's just you're just buying random it's things. It's not going to work. No. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it might come together by luck or chance, but if you don't make a plan, there's like a very small window that it's actually going uh-huh. to all come together. I do feel like that has been the hardest challenge through us through COVID, through all of these long delays, not being able to install the room 
as once. Cause I yeah. do feel like with our fingers. design, there mm-hmm. is a lot of elements within a space and they all play off one another. So right. when you install a sofa without the pillows or the drapes or the rug, it may not feel right. It yeah. may feel too big or too small in the space or unfinished. And it is, yeah. it is unfinished. And right. so a lot of times you start thinking, oh, I don't love that sofa anymore because it just doesn't look right because you don't have the other elements in that space. And I do mm-hmm. think with these long delays, we have clients who they need their sofa. They need right. to get that. And we understand that and right. respect that. But it is hard to not be able to fulfill all at once as we used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's coming back. I feel like things mm-hmm. are moving quicker. Yeah. Finally. What is what is something you, our listeners can do to take their rooms to the next level? Mm-hmm. Good question. I think just customizing pieces. I think if you have a lamp, add a custom lampshade or Ballard does a great design, has a, you know, a lot of great lampshades with different patterns on it. And I think that brings a uniqueness to a space. I think recovering an old piece that you have, you know, can be really fun with a special fabric or a, a pattern on just one chair, even if it sits in the corner, just adding a unique fabric to that one chair to bring a pop mm-hmm. to the space. Yeah. Yeah. I think those layers really are what make a space. Like Janie was saying before, if you get a sofa and we have to install a sofa and it doesn't have its pillows and it mm-hmm. doesn't have the art that's supposed to go over it and it doesn't have a coffee table that's styled in front of it, it feels, it doesn't feel right yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so important, adding those layers. And even if you're on your own making, having a pillow made by someone, add mm-hmm. little details, add a trim, do something yeah. that makes it feel more custom, like Janie said, that really makes you feel like you've done something special and unique that's you and also elevates the whole space mm-hmm. because it looks more refined and uh, that you focused on those little details. And bring yeah. in, I think one thing that Janie and I both, love is we love the find and mm-hmm. and searching for things and i think something that can help you bring your spaces to the next level is be a collector find something that mm-hmm. you love and collect it and bring that in and it's always one kind of a talking piece in your home mm-hmm. where you have your collections and things that you really love and also it does help to elevate that space and speaks to who you are i think that Again, it doesn't have to be an expensive piece. It can be something that you find at a thrift store. It can be something that you find at an antique store, and it doesn't have to be a fine antique. I know one of my favorite pieces, and you don't have to go to Palm Beach, but I keep referencing our buying trip to Palm <laughs> it was Beach. A good trip. Yeah. It was a good trip. Um, I found this mirror, and it was this old silver vanity mirror, and it had the initials AR. And my grandmother's name is Anne Romaine. And I just had to get it. I thought it was so special. And now it sits on my dresser in my bathroom and I love it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's those special pieces that, again, spark joy for you Mm -hmm. that really make you happy that you can add to your home. And again, like coffee table books go a long way. Yeah. All those styling layers. Mm -hmm. Do either of you collect something that's Um, I think we both love collecting beautiful, whether it's porcelain or 
beaded flowers. Like we both have a lot of a large collection of floral, even porcelain, those, paper uh, flowers, J, old J flowers, paper flowers. We have both have collections of those. I love cloisonne. I have a lot of mm-hmm. cloisonne. Um, antique lighters. Oh my gosh, I have so many things. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, how do you even display antique lighters? Oh, they're so, so cool. They're so fun. Um, she's got a great I collection. Just kind of keep them either on a tray uh-huh. together. I kind of I like to move my That's things cool. around. Yeah, I'm always tinkering, and mm-hmm. um, so but yeah, like on a tray or on a shelf, and I'll put them in groupings together. They really they cool. wander around the house sometimes, but it is always <laughs> nice to have a partner too. Elizabeth and I surprising surisingly and not surprisingly have the same china. But in different colors. Do. I'm a green girl it. and she's a blue girl. So it's fun to get to mix and match when we have a dinner party. Oh, that's It's fun. here in Queen Victoria. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got butterflies and flowers on it. Sure. Yeah. I love antique glassware. I have a whole party closet full of it. It's something I can't say uh-huh. no to. Oh, yes. Me do too. You, how many does does a set have to have for you to purchase? Mm. It doesn't have to have. It you, can be. You can do. It can yeah. do. I, I mean, do. at least two, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, usually yeah. it has at least six, five yeah. or six. Um, but I don't discriminate. <laughs> I like to mix and match, too. I think that's really fun. What are your yeah. favorite, like, ways to set a table? Or, like, do you mix everything together? Do you like to, like, what are your mm-hmm. table setting? Well, we like to do it together. It's really fun. We always like to do it together. If we have a dinner party, one of us has a dinner party. The other one has to come over and help style. Of course. Um I really love to mix and match. Yeah. We like it's layering really a lot of different patterns and colors and sort of like our interiors. But yeah, we love setting a table. Always or have a pretty silverware. Always have to have the fun silver with your china. And I do think that's another thing. I love plates, antique mm. plates mm-hmm. and with different designs on them. My husband has forbidden any more into my house. But <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth has a great collection, too. So I think it's always fun to mix. Try. Yes. A solid plate with even, (laughs) you know, a solid (laughs) Mm -hmm. white plate. It just adds a pop. That's so fun. Okay. No, go ahead. No, you go. Mine was going to be, have you either of you made a mistake in your own homes that is a good learning lesson for listeners? Other than the the light pictures. (laughs) The light pictures, which turned out to be great. (laughs) The mistake was amazing. It did. It really did. The best mistake. Yes. Uh, We never make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Never. I would say my mistake sometimes, and I've gotten a lot better about it, thanks to Elizabeth, is pulling the trigger too quickly mm-hmm. and doing something that I don't love or that, oh, that was a little bit less expensive. So I went with that fabric, but ultimately I don't love it as much. Mm-hmm. And so I think my advice would be to slow down, make sure you love it. And if you do love it, it's worth the investment to maybe save a couple extra months and hold off and then do it. And I think one thing that I tried to tell clients is to hold off and do something that you love. Even if it's a little bit more expensive, you're going to love it so much more in the long run. If it's truly Mm -hmm. that fabric, that one fabric Mm -hmm. that speaks to you or that is the grounding fabric within the room. Save it. Save and and do it right. Well, you you know, you ultimate hope the hope is that ultimately you will love it so much it'll last it'll you'll keep it around longer. Yes. And so you won't be spending it twice. Yes. Right? Like if you 
Yeah. Just get something that's cheaper, then eventually you're going to replace it because you never really liked it that much to begin mm-hmm. with. Exactly. Or if it's going to come in a little bit quicker, wait mm-hmm. that extra time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been the challenge throughout COVID is saying, well, I can get this sofa and I can get it tomorrow, but I'm going to have to wait six months to get, well, much longer than six months. <laughs> but, but yeah. Or if it's like, I like this, I love this mohair fabric, but there's not enough to cover this sofa right now. We're going to have to wait three or four months. Let's just do this mm-hmm. velvet. It's slightly a different color, but it's not the color we picked. So mm-hmm. it's really hard yeah, yeah, to deal with that. But hopefully, as we've seen recently, things are getting a little bit quicker and things are coming in stock quicker and mm-hmm. yeah. custom orders are going through a little faster than they have been. So mm-hmm. maybe life is, we're seeing the other side of things. <laughs> And yes. having patience in general. I would say yes. having patience because it will pay off for those timeless rooms that yeah. you won't have to redo. Yeah. I think my biggest issue is I'm very patient. I'm just <laughs> sort of slow pulling the trigger. Yeah. I think Janie is, we're, we're so opposite. We're like two halves of a brain. But, um, but I do think that my, my, I guess, biggest flaw in my own home is hesitation. Like I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting because I feel like we're oversaturated and and being in the design world Mm -hmm. with so many wonderful things. I'm like waiting for the next amazing thing. I'm like, it's going to be more amazing than the other thing that I liked before. And so I think I hesitate longer and Janie jumps quicker. So I think Mm -hmm. that was, I think find a happy medium there (laughs) and make decisions Mm -hmm. and, and get things done so that you can enjoy your home and enjoy entertaining. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we, want to do for a client is make them feel confident in their home so they can have people in their home because that's what we're all meant to do is be together. So Mm -hmm. that's what makes us happy is knowing that our clients feel confident and comfortable and want to enjoy their space with other people. I love that. And that is one thing we do recommend is don't try to do piece by piece, do room by room. I think it's absolutely okay to have people over and say, that's our room. We haven't touched that yet, but this is our finished room. Let's go in this room mm-hmm. instead of having a piece of furniture here, a piece of furniture here in another room, drapes in one room. I think focusing on one room at a time is important to do. Yeah, because let's be honest, we all spend most of our time in one or two rooms of our house. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the smallest rooms or your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, true, true. We like nooks. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that, that way you can do what you were talking about earlier, which is create a plan see the plan through Mm -hmm. and really connect all those different items together and have them feel finished and not think oh well the sofa is actually wrong but you haven't finished the room yet so yeah of course it's wrong so yeah going room by room makes makes it makes you able to do that so that's great advice well i think we have our our um our decorating dilemma, unless you have any outstanding questions you yes. want to ask. No, this is wonderful. I think we have a good decorating dilemma that will bring yes. out a few more. I mean, I could ask another hour's <laughs> worth of questions, but I won't because I know you'll have to go home at some point. Okay, we do have a question from Karen. And she says, hello, lo- lovely ladies and guests. Are there certain pieces of furniture and standard measurements that can work in almost any home? We were in the process of designing the rooms in our home when we found out we may be moving in a year or so. So I'm now afraid of buying something 
that won't work in the new in the near future are there pieces you would hold off on buying would you recommend installing curtains even um pretend that we have absolutely no furniture just sheets on the windows and a cardboard box for a bed give us a buying list of what you would recommend <laughs> thank you so much karen all right what are things that work in virtually any house so i think having one beautiful old piece whether it's a beautiful chest of drawers that and maybe a mirror to go over it that I feel like you can always find one wall to put something like that on that mm -hmm. it it will work I would say in you know I like a little bit of extra height on a chest so in like the 38 work with me Taryn what do you think <laughs> <laughs> like 38 inches 36 is like to 36 yeah 42 to, is about that general okay height so I like that range, <laughs> 36 to 42 inches high. And I think like with, I don't know, kind of standard, I don't mm -hmm. know, like 40 to 50 inch wide, maybe. So are like a six drawer or a three drawer? I would say three. You want like a taller three drawer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three or four. I would say something three. again, that's not too wide. So it really can fit in more yeah, spaces so it can on really a smaller be, wall. Yeah. Okay. But I think a beautiful old piece and maybe a beautiful mirror to mm -hmm. go over that, that really can translate into any home. Mm -hmm. um, what else, Jamie, on our list? I would say, Karen, this is an opportunity for you to find your inner beauty. And you know you're not going to be here forever. So go purchase the pieces that make you happy. Get the unique lighting. I'm not saying decorative fixtures that are going to be permanent but get lamps get mm -hmm. lampshades those can go anywhere with yeah. you mm -hmm. i would also say get a dining room table that can go with you as well i know the shape may change but get some dining room chairs and do things that make you happy and they will make you happy no matter where you are also, mm -hmm. on the drapery, you may want to hold off on that one. <laughs> but <laughs> unless you feel like you really need the privacy, um, I would do something simple. I would do either a sheer or... Or just a solid. That's, or just a solid, yes. So you're not and you're inexpensive. putting a lot of investment into it. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Because it does feel so finished I know. even if you yeah. are going to be there for a year i also think a fun way to if you don't use drapery in a room is to paint your trim a color and again if you're not going to be there forever you can explore your colors that you love and paint the trim on a window and that can make the window feel more finished yep and you could put a roman shade on it if mm -hmm. you need the privacy. less fabric yeah roman shades are always a great thing to do if you need less fabric yes and i think you could get a beautiful smaller old rug to maybe put in your entry or somewhere that one that can be versatile and mm -hmm. transfer into mm -hmm. a different space as well um in your living art. space yeah art. oh art oh yeah. mm -hmm. like we said before art mm -hmm. i think art transforms any space and you can always find a wall for pretty much anything depending mm -hmm. on how massive you go but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love Fair. the suggestion of lamps i mean everyone needs like probably two to three pairs of lamps right mm -hmm, definitely because two is always better than one when it comes to lamps mm -hmm. and a, a symmetrical lamps on a console perfect they just they just make any console look better and mm -hmm. i feel like a pair of antique lamps on even just a simple console can elevate it mm -hmm. yeah 
and and again the art because art you can't go you could but you shouldn't go out and buy a big lump sum too so like that is something that you find and travel and mm-hmm. um can really mm-hmm. go ahead and grow which then could change your you know your colors and palettes and whatever you want to do for your new home yeah it gives you that that anchor piece to build your whole room around if you have a great piece of art yeah, yeah. very true okay that's great advice so a good chest with a mirror some lamps um what else did you say like some great art and and use um, the pieces you have recover the pieces find a fabric that you love and recover them and then again you can use those anchor pieces Mm -hmm. for your next home Mm -hmm. if you're moving in a year right Mm -hmm. and if you get an upholstery if you get a sofa with beautiful lines you can always recover it and reuse it and if you buy good quality Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes vintage furniture is really well made and you could buy something old that's not even very expensive but it's beautifully made and you love the lines and then you can always take that with you and recover it as you go what's like a good size or scale of sofa that will be versatile because i think sofas can be so big now but then Mm -hmm. you know whether if you're floating it i don't know i feel like sofas are hard but what's a good standard sofa size i would say that would be elizabeth question (laughs) (laughs) i would say in the 80s um so 80 you know around 86 inches is probably a great standard size when you get like closer to 100 inches i feel like you're getting slightly you need a big room for them and right. um and you you know you want it to fit on your you know want it to look proportional and you want it to fit on your rug and right. all that but i think 86 inches is a great size any smaller you're kind of having a hard time laying down and enjoying yourself on but yeah uh, true. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and I think uh, she should do something about the cardboard box for a bed. Just like a yeah. year. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, get like a metal frame. Well, I was going to say hmm. even a headboard. I do yeah, say at least you can do pretty reasonable headboards mm-hmm. again. And you could move that to a separate room. Like, yes. You yeah, know, it doesn't definitely. might be in your room now. And maybe again, it becomes your guest room in a new home. Or... Right. And a queen size bed usually fits anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you could if you get a queen headboard and a queen bed, yeah. you yeah. can live on that. And then you can always move it if you want to upgrade to a king later and Mm -hmm. you can move it into your guest room. Okay. Well, Karen, best of luck. Uh, Let us know what happens. Um, No, this was a great question. And I feel like everyone can learn something from. Well, yeah, I think it is hard to be in that position, like where she's like, I want to live now, but I don't want to invest in things that are going to be a mistake. And Mm -hmm. when you have the bug to nest, you're like, (laughs) I have to. I have to do stuff. And a year is still a long time. You don't want to be without a place to entertain or a place that doesn't have anything on the walls or anything Mm -hmm. that makes it feel like home. Yeah, it's a very, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that because a lot of people move into a home and don't know if this is their forever home. Mm -hmm. And even if it's more than a year, it's still that there is always that push and pull of like, okay, how long am I going to be in this place? What Mm -hmm. do I really want to invest in? So it really is a great question. And I do think, that those are, I think, art, something beautiful that speaks to you, and yeah. then layering with beautiful fabrics and maybe get a few, you know, smaller, beautiful rugs or things that make you feel good. So um, I, the rug. Yeah. I do mm-hmm. sometimes think, though, that that can also be freeing, knowing that it's not your forever home and those decisions that you're making are not as permanent as 
sometimes they may feel. Mm -hmm. And so it does allow you a little bit more creativity. Mm -hmm. And we just did a home recently here in Atlanta. And again, I think I mentioned this earlier, they knew it's not their forever home and they were willing to go a little bit more bold and, you know, use color more throughout the home. And when you walk in, it is so unique and each room is its own jewel box. And it's been really fun to work on because they've given us the liberty of being a little bit more creative Mm -hmm. and stepping Mm -hmm. outside of the box a little bit more. Yeah, maybe Karen could like make some unexpected paint color choices or something right yeah like you said use it as a laboratory yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think feel it out and and just go for it i don't know about y'all but when i was buying our house i like the things that i loved that i already had i would walk in and say oh this painting would look amazing on this wall or something and so having those pieces that you love you will always find a place for them because Mm -hmm. you'll be so excited to build your room around it and i'm sure when you were building your house too you're like okay i definitely need a space for this this and this so absolutely where are they going you're gonna you're not gonna buy something unless you can already envision like how things that you already have the important stuff don't Mm -hmm. not buy something because it's going to fit some couch that's old. You know? Right, but, right, exactly. But like you will find a place for it if it's if you love it. And that's I do true. think loving something is so important. And again, it doesn't have to cost a fortune. And if it does, save up. Because if you truly love that unique piece of art, you're always, and you're thinking about it, you're always going to love it. Mm-hmm. And again, if you walk into a place and you see a chair with amazing lines, and it may not cost much at all, but you can transform it. and. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's so important is to put things that you love in your house. I always think about like jewelry, passing those special pieces along to my own family. What are pieces that they mm-hmm. would want to have or that they would come in my home and say, oh, those dining room chairs remind me of my mom. Or mm-hmm. Okay, but y'all have middle schoolers. What are your middle schoolers? This I have to ask this right before we, cl- before we end the show. What do your middle schoolers think of your rooms and your designs? Do you think one day they will want your things or are they the type that are like, I don't want it because it was my mom's? I it is so funny. That question. <laughs> I like, um, so I feel like my kids always are like, Mom, you would like that. Or they say things when they see something, they're like, Oh, that looks like your style. Aww. So I think, well, I think our children appreciate it and I think they love what we do and they love that we're creative. But I do think that they look at things and they're like, whoa, y'all are crazy. And that's something you would do, mom. But um, but it is it is uh, Janie and I were talking earlier about our daughters and their pink rooms that they both loved when they were little. And I think and now neither of them will actually Mason's back to pink, mm-hmm. I guess her daughter. But um, but my daughter is in seventh grade now or my oldest and she's she doesn't like pink anymore and she has pink walls pink headboards pink yeah. you know mm-hmm. floral headboards and bed skirts and so we're in the process of redesigning hers and she's getting to do it herself so i think that <laughs> has been really fun for her because and shockingly she's picked out things that i love so it's been fun because no, she says fun. oh that's you but then now she's kind of coming back around and are picking some of those things. Are you telling her that you things. like it or are you like going to keep not. it? I have not. Yeah, and she has been amazing. So, and, and she's brilliant. I know. Yes. <laughs> okay, psychology. your choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this question so much because 
Um, I have a daughter and a son. My daughter is 10 and my son is nine. He, my son could, he doesn't love his room. He wants more football posters up, but he's, <laughs> he's fine. And my daughter, from the moment she could talk, she's always been very opinionated. I'll never forget. She had a pink room and I think she was three and she was crying. I said, Mason, what's wrong? And she said, I just don't like the color pink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was her dilemma at the time. Fast forward, she she comes to love the color pink. I designed her room and truly that was one of my most fun rooms designing. And I think it was, it reminded me so much of my, I designed it in a way that reminded me of my room. I used this quadrille wallpaper that reminded me of my Laura Ashley comforter that I had as a child. And then this sister parish fabric um, on the drapes and lots of pinks and different patterns and it is one of my favorite rooms in the house. And when my daughter comes into, we used to have our office behind my house and she would come and she would want to design her own room. And everything that she picked was white and fluffy. And she had a box and it said Mason's room. And that was what she wanted. And so I said, when you turn 12, I will let you design your room. And it's funny to see over the past couple of years, how her design has changed. She's not as solid, white, fluffy anymore, but um, she is excited to get to decorate her (laughs) own room. And the number one thing that will be going are the amazing twin beds with the crushed pink velvet shaped headboards. She will be getting a queen bed. (laughs) I remember those from the veranda. Yeah, that's her room. And her friends will walk in and say, I love your room. And she's like, so my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And it is. But I do think it's fun to get to see their own style come out. I'm not quite ready because it has changed so much for to make those decisions (laughs) permanent. But the girls will come to the office and they'll pull fabrics and they'll yeah um play they did a barbie room the other day that was fun <laughs> that's really good it. i couldn't even put it, it up really i thought good. it was a it great was actually really cool um <laughs> it was like modern and it was all of the things orange that we do. and, and it also had some florals i feel like they did a really good job and as much as they say they don't they're not into art or they say oh that's your style mm-hmm. that's not my yeah. style i think they're I think they are inspired by us. I do. And I think they will appreciate it. (laughs) Just don't admit it. I think we (laughs) are just not quite ready to admit it. Just as we were going back and saying, whether we knew it or not, our moms were so influential in our own design and Mm -hmm. everything that my mom does. I find that I do or that uh, things that she appreciated or things that when I set my table, I think about my mom Mm -hmm. and I have these old candelabras that she gave me and I always love putting them out um, during the holidays or when I have people over because it always reminds me of her. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's so special and hopefully our children will remember. And again, I think that's going back and talking about our clients and or anybody who's listening by the things that you love that make you happy. And, you know, while they are an investment, a lot of the times they can stay with you mm-hmm. for a long time and be passed down and your family can think of you. All right. Well, that's our show. I think that was the perfect place <laughs> to end. So, yes. yeah. Elizabeth, Janie, thank you all so much for joining us today. You. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you and see your work? Thank you. Um, we are on Instagram, Hunley Hilton, I think at Hunley Hilton. Um, we're also have a website, website Hunley Hilton, Hilton interiors or Hunley Hilton.com. <laughs> 
You can shop our like to know it pages, our style. Yes, and we, actually home. Do. we never plug this, so we I should know. say, but we do. It's uh-huh. kind of like a side passion is mm-hmm. we have on our on our website, we have shoppable links for all of our interiors, tabletop, beauty, and uh, fashion, fashion style, I guess we called it. Um, oh, that's fun. Links to some of our favorite things. So for people who maybe aren't hiring a designer or love our fashion. Also, you can go shop our our um, shoppable links on our website too. All right. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. This was so fun. Thank y'all. This was great. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!